Crayfish? Cree Rob? Episode 7 of the podcast. Let's make a parlay. You won't believe the spread is for. So lock your door and sweat your life away. We used to just be buddies, but now we host the Morning Tilt Podcast. Do you want to make a parlay? Come on, we have to make a parlay. Here we go. And we are back for episode seven of the Morning Tilt. I'm sure some of you noticed the lack of Shawn Michaels, our heartfelt theme song. But we got a special Christmas edition here, thanks to Rafa on the mic. Special shout out to Rafa there. You sounded unbelievable. Bro, like... When I hear Frozen, like when we were talking about obviously doing a song, it's Christmas, holiday season. How how am I not supposed to like channel my inner Anna like, and I Elsa? Can, I can see you like sitting on the couch on Friday before Saints Vikings and listening to that on repeat like as you make your ticket. Bro, when I'm rolling into like a cash game, like a like an underground poker game, that is what I'm listening to on the way in to fire me up. Like Anna and Elsa, it's like two it's like pocket queens. <laughs> like what's better than the two of them? <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! Do oh you want to hit a river? Literally, bro, I, Can you I, imagine? It's so only like, eighty-five to call. So like when <laughs> when when I was writing the lyrics for that song, like I do that in my regular life all the time. Like I'm at the drive-thru at McDonald's. Like, do I want to get a McDouble? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, it's all the fucking time. It's crazy. Oh my god! I'm at work. It's like. Am I gonna leave at five o'clock? It's just or in maybe your head. Till six. It's just one of those songs that go with everything. It's, it's you could just fill in your lyrics. It's so fun. Honestly, so like this is out of control. Poppy, I can't blame you. I mean, again, for all of our listeners, we record in Toronto, Ontario. What we're going through here is unbelievable. It's lockdown part two. I it's know we so spoke about it last week, but um, this means the return of many activities. Um, you know, singing Elsa. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Deep YouTube runs i mean i've been watching like top 10 nhl plays 2006 playoffs for the last four Bro, weeks you want to know how deep i get into youtube because it's it's, I'm, I'm just like sick I, there's a channel called Kurzgott. i doubt the oh, people who I make no that channel that listens they talk about like aliens and like and like life like crazy topics okay i watched an episode uh, an episode yesterday it's 13 minutes what would happen to earth if we nuked the moon i watched it four times in a row because i was trying to understand what, it what would happen i still don't know it's so crazy. Like, what How do you even ta- nuke the moon? Like, they're literally talking about, like, if the U.S. just shot a nuke at the moon and just exploded it. Like, it was gone. Bro, they, like, talk, about, it, they talk about, like... Doesn't the moon have something to do with, like, the lightness in the Earth or something? I, it has a lot to do with the ocean. Like, I'm not Bill Nye or anything. What the but, like, fuck are you guys talking about? I think about? the moon has to do with the ocean. Like, the reflection? No, no, no. Like, like the waves have something to do with the moon. This you're looking at me like I'm from the I'm, moon. I'm looking at <laughs> yeah exactly. The, I'm telling you the ocean is. So you're saying to the a moon. ball in the space that's a billion light years away has. You're to just do making with the me feel ocean. like I need to turn my TV to a different channel on Sundays and figure this out, bro. Kurz got. I'm telling. I'll send you guys some. I'll send. I'll, I'll send you some links. My YouTube's been filled with rampage poker. That's just yeah. this little well, Chinese kid. On that <laughs> note, our our listeners should know. Yeah. What happened this this oh week? So I've been off for the holidays. I I banned poker stars from my life like three years ago. Downloaded on Monday because I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do, all day? Jump into a tournament. Nine and a half hours later, got some friends on the rail and I won. Twenty four hundred people. I won. It was twenty four hundred entries. Took me a long time. Stuck to the grind. Patient player. Came out on top. Bro, good you know prize. <laughs> you know what the funniest part was? What? He was like, he was like final five, and one of the guys offers like he's like, 
let's just like they, they're offered a chop right so they're like we'll each take it 20 percent each five guys whatever the two like craig's from canada obviously there's two other people from canada or somewhere that speaks english there's two brazilians at the table and they just have no idea like what like obviously like they don't speak english so like it's not it's not working properly and they're typing back and like what do they speak in brazil so Spanish? The, i think i don't know if it was like portuguese or spanish whatever <laughs> yeah. they're speaking so i had a buddy reach out to me he was on the rail f- with like the whole day with me <laughs> bro i thought you were gonna say what do they speak brazilian <laughs> <laughs> bro, I I thought it was so like he google translated <laughs> do you want to make a deal on google yeah. and then i put it in the chat it's still no answer like <laughs> and the, then the best was we got heads up and then this guy asked me like after we started playing a couple hands he's like you want to make a deal and i'm like thanks but no thanks because you're absolute shit so. yeah <laughs> i have 80 percent of the chips i'm good bro uh, yeah, <laughs> it was impressive though i i tuned in for the final table and crayfish you were playing tight playing strong uh hitting hands it was, it was really impressive it's a little dangerous for sure but um I, i'm definitely impressed um and while i was watching you I flipped to the NBA because the NBA is back, and wow, wh- what a start to the season. Just a couple things that stood out to me. Um, Kevin Durant reminded me that he's uh, literally the one of the I've first I've been on this, this hype train, and I'm the only one on it. But talent-wise, Kevin Durant is the best player of all time. I think he lost weight. Like I, actually I don't know if it's possible for him to lose weight because he he's weight. actually a He stick. is so skinny. His release point's about 7-8 in the air. He's unbelievable. Like if he gets guy. another ring, let's say he wins one more, he'll have three, right? Uh, he he'll have three. Yeah. yeah. Is he not in the conversation? Like no. obviously, I think LeBron and, and MJ. He wouldn't be a top five consideration. A top five? Yeah. Me personally, I'm just gonna be one of those like morons that say he's the best of all time. But is he top he five consideration? It, it's so hard. It's so hard. I've to never say. seen a player like him ever. No, look, like like the thing that trips me out about him is that I literally feel like I'm looking at Yao Ming, if he was Kyrie Irving. Like if it's Yao exactly Ring had the skill is. of Kyrie, and it that's what that's sense. what we're watching. Like how Which is it is possible? Insane. Who are we with that said like his his legs are so skinny and his shoe size is like at least a seventeen? Oh, no, just more bro. It's probably in the twenties. Like he he doesn't look human. He looks like an alien. Yeah, I mean twenty two points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals in twenty five minutes. The guys and played a game in over a year. Um, yeah, he's probably on a minute restriction. Yeah, he'll be playing under thirty minutes, I think, for the next. Oh, like, there's eight nothing to 10 more games. dangerous than when he just pulls up from like when he just like walks up the court like gingerly and just pulls up from like three feet beyond the, beyond the arc. It's 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 automatic. Yeah, I know it's early, but I mean they looked really good. They played a pretty shit Golden State team, but like Kyrie looked good. DeAndre Jordan looks amazing in those cut. Like I mean they have weapons. Joe Harris. I don't, does he miss? I don't know. Bro, I love I, Joe Harris. I'm putting a lot, like a lot of money on Lakers Brooklyn finals. Oh, like, like I'm putting like a, I'm gonna take them both to make the finals. What did you think of the Lakers last night? Bro, I, honestly, and I it, it's it's the same story with LeBron all the time. Like they went down early, down they were down like 20 in the second quarter. Obviously not ideal. This guy doesn't give a shit about the regular season. He doesn't care. It's almost like when he plays in these big games, he wants to lose. Because it's not that he wants to lose; is that he doesn't care to win because he. It's almost like he's studying the Clippers now so that if they see each other in the playoffs, he'll just smack them. Because this guy just goes, he, he said this it before, he goes zero dark 30. Every yeah. playoffs. And he just, like, he doesn't. I think he cares too much about his reputation, though, in terms of health. Like, he sprained his ankle, I think, last night, or he twisted his ankle, he turned his yeah. ankle. Like, you're allowed, you're LeBron James. You're allowed to take, like, two, three games off. But I feel like the media is so, like, hyped about, oh, he's, like, never missed a game or, like, never missed it's consecutive games. But, like, if you want to make a finals run, like, Take two games off, like you're LeBron. Yeah, so, so about? it was it was the, it was the shortest off season in professional sports history. Yeah, that's what they were saying last night. Literally, I think it was like I, I don't even know how many days it was, but it was really, 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 really short. And 
I mean, I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't uh, see how it's in question anymore. Yeah, and, all and around, yeah. Back to what you were saying with the minute, like the the taking time off, or whatever. I mean, this is different because of COVID and fans. But he's made it really public that like people, hardworking people, spend so much money on like Laker games, for example, now because they know like they live in Milwaukee, for example, or they live in like Orlando. We're gonna get into this right now. No, and it's it's they. We have this debate like four times a year. LeBron LeBron comes into town, and LeBron he said it publicly. He knows that these people are spending their hard-earned money to watch LeBron, and they they don't want to show up to a Orlando Magic versus Lakers game. And Kyle Kuzma is the best player on the court. Like that's not. It's not totally get the player perspective. I went to one Leaf game last year, and the one game I go to, they started Michael Hutchinson. Yeah, like seven goals. It sucks. And I almost wanted to sue MLSE. Bro, how much were your tickets? Five hundred bucks to see it? Close. It's this. It's not. It's I get not both fair. sides. I think about it from a business and operation side. If I'm the general manager, or if I'm Steve Ballmer, I think's his name for the Clippers. I don't give a fuck if Kawhi plays in Sacramento on a Tuesday night. I want him healthy for the first round playoffs. Like I don't give a shit. You take twenty I games know. off. It's take true. twenty games off. Take twenty five games off. You think I care that the the dad working at the deli can't afford to buy your tickets? <laughs> like I'm sitting Kawhi. Because I want him healthy in my Western Conference Finals to win me a ring. Like I, That's just the way I look at it. No, I, I agree. It's just sour from the consumerism side. Fuck the um, consumer. It's too big yeah, of a business, it's though. It's all, it's a, it's they a business. know they're going to get sold out anyways. But that's someone else who wants to buy the ticket. It's just so wrong. It feels you know like it's morally wrong. I totally it's agree. Wrong. But Bron, I just Bron, don't think they care. Bronny Bron is for the fans, and you know I, I think he's that's been why great. he gets ripped on. It's such he, like he's, a little he's the like greatest. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time, and I just want to discuss. Speaking of greatest of all time, can we talk Tiger? And Charlie for three seconds, because like, this I had a boner s- the entire weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. This kid's swing is unbelievable. We're gonna get into it like on our mad tilts because we got a special segment for him. But I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was expecting him to like like fuck up a bit. Like he was flawless, flawless. He was. I couldn't. I, there's no way Tiger Woods was that good when he was 11. I don't. I don't think so. Well, the documentaries. We'll, we'll see. We're gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Like you know what tripped shot, me out? Yeah, go ahead. What tripped me out the most? Just watching. I mean, all of it. But like his mannerisms are the exact. That video is it's, crazy. It's when wild. Che- they're putting like when cheese when he misses. Like again. they're putting side by sides. Like the fist bump when he hits the putt. Like and they're they're dressed the same. So it's it's the club twirl. It's almost like we talk about Austin Powers all the time. I feel like I'm watching Doctor Evil and Mini Me. Like that's what I feel like I'm watching. And like just even like the yeah the club twirl. How he wipes his nose. Yeah. They wipe their nose the same. He if he's this good wood, at a, he's 11 years old shooting a five wood 175 yards to four feet for yeah. eagle. I if hope he, he, I he hope he doesn't do one thing the same as Tiger, and I hope you you're, you're catching my drift. What blow out his back? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, look, this kid, this kid's out of control. I can't believe he's 11 years old. I can't believe I it. C- I can't believe it. Like, take. I think he's years ahead of the competition. Like at his age, I think he's years ahead of like 18 year olds. I want to like sign him up. For the, like, he had a shot out of the bunker that was uh, truly unbelievable. Because obviously the power will come with age, but like yeah, his short yeah. game, like I, I'll take him over anyone his swing, I know. Uh, his, I can't find a flaw in his swing. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm not a huge golf fan, but I was flipping between that and the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Before we get into the Potato Bowl, I need to go on a rant about NBC golf. Okay. Because okay. Tiger Woods, or just golf media in general, Tiger Woods and his son is on TV teeing off at 11 o'clock and it's not on tv till 2 30 like what the fuck do you expect me to do like can you change i don't care about golf digest at 10 a.m or the morning drive i need tiger woods he's what's driving the audience like i need that it's 
It doesn't make it even when there's major championships. They have like pregame on when like DeShambo's teeing off. Like I, show the coverage. I think golf is moving in the right direction in terms of like younger audience, more trendy. But like the thing with golf, like the last while is like just younger people just never gave a shit. So to I put know. on a 35 hour tournament, like I know it's been tough. But look, I I love watching it. So I, I think it's trending in the right direction with guys like Bryson who are just cool. Kepka, cool. Just the yeah. Jack shows. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come. I think I think golf's on the rise for sure. Okay, sorry for cutting you off, Corey. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just fine. I just like, need to get that in there. Like there were so many other father sons that were playing, and nobody gives a shit. Like I was watching John Daly fling his gut around, just bury <laughs> 300 <laughs> yard drives with his, his son's fucking son too. Just a dork. Nobody cares. Just watching, <laughs> just watching Tiger and his unbelievable kid. But yeah, I was talking about college football because hey, we're heading into the, the college football playoff. It's gonna be damn damn exciting. Um, a 17 and a half point favorite for Alabama is embarrassing. But before I get to the big games, there's something that I need to discuss. Okay. Have you guys tuned in to any of these bowl games recently? And some of the na- like, well, yeah, we bet on sports. So yeah. Who, who, who's in charge of naming these <laughs> bowls? Okay. Famous Idaho potato bowl, <laughs> union home mortgage, Gasparilla bowl, the Duke's mail bowl. How Bro. do you, how do you, how do you sit down and <laughs> tell your wife? <laughs> hey babe, look, I'm just gonna watch the Idaho Potato Bowl this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Can you grab me a bag of chips? I'm starving. Can right. you listen to this? So I, I we had you named some great ones, but like I just googled funniest bowl game names ever. The number one funniest one ever is the Gaylord Hotels Music City Bowl presented by Bridgestone Thirty for Thirty. Like that was the name of a bowl game. Here's another one: the Poland Weed Eater Independence Bowl. That means this is literally a bowl that's made off of a like a, a piece of machinery that you cut <laughs> weeds with. And there's a bunch of 18-year-olds killing each other on the like field. Like, college football just doesn't care. Like, they'll just have, okay, this random company from Poland wants to donate $25 million yeah. to college football fund. Yeah, you can sponsor yeah. our bowl. <laughs> the Beefo <laughs> Brady St. Petersburg Bowl. Like, like, can you imagine telling, like, yeah, like, can you imagine, like, telling your mom, hey, mom, cat, cat, I made it. I made it to the Beefo Brady's Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But in all seriousness, like, January 1st is going to be such an unbelievable day. I want to do oh a quick prediction. God. Quick prediction. We have, we have Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, mm-hmm. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, my only prediction for this game is I, I think Notre Dame's in deep trouble, obviously, right? No but shot. But I, I think, no the, shot, I think yeah. the dog in Clemson, Ohio State is going to win that game. I totally disagree. I, 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 don't, I, I think I understand what you just said, but I'm just going to give my predictions, and you'll tell me if I nailed you or not. The final is going to be Alabama-Clemson. There's nothing to, uh, So I you think, think Ohio it, State will beat Clemson? That's no, what I'm saying. No, I think the finals. What did I no, say? No, that's what he's saying. He's, he's saying so he you're, Ohio State? Yeah, so you're saying it's Not correctly. He's saying yeah. that Ohio State's going to beat Ohio Clemson. Ohio State no is plus seven and a half. Oh, my God. My hot take is they come in healthy and beat Clemson. I'm going to have a disgusting amount of money on Clemson. They're Trevor just Lawrence. light years ahead of Ohio State. He's lost one football game in his life. Justin Fields over the past four games has looked Ugh, like a quarterback from like Lawrence, Northwestern. One game in his entire life. I feel like this is going to be a lot closer than seven and a half points. Ohio State's going to win that football game. Let's just put it into this perspective. Notre Dame's light years ahead of Ohio State. Yeah. As a team's perspective. I could and see they got blown fucking out. You know Clemson. what? I could see the Clemson Ohio State game being similar to the Alabama Florida game. Like nothing crazy, not a crazy like blowout. It's going to be maybe competitive, but uh, there's no way. Yeah, nonetheless, it's going to be an unbelievable day. Crayfish, yeah. you're uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. I know. I was actually going to talk pl- about that. Plus 7 in Georgia. I love that. That's a team that I can see beating Georgia. Definitely. <laughs> like what's so special about Georgia? They're starting that, JT Daniels. He's played three games. Their that, offense is anemic. Yeah. I think Ritter can 
pick apart Georgia's defense, but we'll see on January 1st. Yeah, nonetheless, I mean, again, tune in January 1st. It's literally the most uneventful New Year's <laughs> of all time, and then you yeah. wake up to just the greatest day to start your year. It uh, could be up, it could be down, but um, we have an unbelievable episode. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners. Um, we have an unbelievable uh, episode ahead. We have a lot of recaps on a crazy week 15 in the NFL. Um, we have our favorite segment back, Mad Tilts, as you guys know. Uh, somewhere over the rainbow and of course we're going to be the locks and picks of the week later on but we just need to start I mean playoffs are right around the corner here and there's a lot of crazy races um Rafa I, I want to start with you because I just want to bury this yeah let's, okay we can get, out, get out, out of the way let's get it out of the way okay like, so let's just get it out of the way because I, I do have something to say um, I'm sure you but do. let's start with you and let's just hear okay so how many how many minutes deep are we in the podcast can you just do a check for me you have time no no, no just please like, do we have time to get a hearse? Like, how, like d- how, d- how deep are we? <laughs> we're, we're 16 minutes in. Okay, so I gave you 16 minutes of peace, and I say thank you. Go ahead. Okay, fine. So, look, I'm going to cover the my, my quick hitter for the day. It's the Steelers versus the Bengals. Um, everyone watched this game because it was Monday night, and I want to apologize to the fans of our podcast. Um, I did something last weekend. I'm not proud of it. I'm kind of ashamed of it, actually. I said that this ba- the Steelers would not win another game this season after they beat the Bengals. I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, and I'm sorry to everybody. Um, this team is absolutely atrocious from top to bottom. Their good players stink right now. Like, everybody on this team stinks. The defensive line for Cincinnati, who I actually respect, like TJ Watt, he's a great player, Hayward, whatever, Cincinnati's line was light years ahead of what Pittsburgh was showing me. Like, light years ahead. Hubbard batted down like six balls. Um, their quarterback, Jermichael Finley. Um, what's his actual <laughs> name? Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley <laughs> looked like Lamar Jackson with the RPO running all over this team. Mike Tomlin is a- atrocious. And I'm going to talk about this quickly because we're going to touch on it later. But Juju Smith-Schuster is a disgrace to football, and he needs to find a new I think he needs to job. leave Pittsburgh. He is. And, and it's so crazy because when Antonio Brown left this team and like he, they started beefing with Juju and I was like, why are you hating on Juju? Like He's such a good guy. I totally get it. He's not a diva, whatever. This is a diva. This is a diva. This is an issue. This guy is an issue. And he's going. It, this is not going to end well for him. I it promise. could be an AB 2.0. Like, why do they always attract drama? It's crazy. Like, are you a 17 year old girl? Why are you dancing in the middle before a football game? Because I know when I used to watch like professional sports, like I've watched Kevin Garnett, five minutes before tip off, he's banging his head into the into the backboard, sweating like an animal, <laughs> getting fired up. And this guy is Corvette, Corvette, like like get in your Corvette and go home if you don't want to play. It, it, I I have I have I don't even want to talk about the Steelers on this podcast anymore because they're so irrelevant. They're so irrelevant. So go ahead, give me your stupid story on how they're going to win another game this year because they're playing Indy this week which is going to be a slaughter. They're playing the Browns next week, they'll lose the division, which is fantastic. So they'll be a wild card team, they'll be on the road in week 1 of the playoffs and they're going to get creamed. If they have to go to Buffalo or somebody not Buffalo, who would they go to? Who are the other guys there? It'd be uh well, they, they have they, to go to like Tennessee. The fifth seed. They'd have to go to Tennessee. They yeah. Tennessee is better than this team at every single position, including coach, including management, inclu- everything. There's not a player on the on Pittsburgh at any position that I would take over anybody on Tennessee right now. Offensively, I agree. Defensively. What about, de- what about defensively? Who? who? Tell me who. I take Steelers defensive line over Tennessee's, but other than that, yeah. Fine. I, I'm on the same Because I do like TJ Watt, and I really like Hayward, and I think they're good guys, and I think they're, they're just in a shitty situation. I don't think there's anybody other than those two guys on, the, on either roster I would take. I think... Sorry, before you get into it, because we'll end off with you. I'm, in, I'm infuriated. No, I know. There's nothing... There's, 
I just like I don't even the defense had a bad game, but like their defense is still strong. Whatever. This offense is the problem. They have Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and they don't feature them at all. Deontay Johnson gets two-yard catches. What are you going to do with that? They have Chase Claypool, who I think you need to throw outside the numbers at least five times a game. At least. He's a mismatch for everybody. He, he had 10 touchdowns in the first, like, 11 weeks. He hasn't had one since because all of a sudden they're just anemic on offense. I can't even look at their offensive coordinator. He's one of the most, like, unknown offensive coordinators in the league for good reason. Because his offense stinks. They can't run the ball. They get Connor back this week. Who knows if that helps or not. But, yeah, Rafa, you have another point. I just – look, you're, you're defending the defense, and I get it because, the de- like, look, the personnel is good. I, and they're I missing like a the couple players. guys. I understand. They're missing a lot of key players. But, like, Corey, you, you tell me this is the best defense in football. I don't think this is a top five defense in football today. And it, do be, say because of injury, that's fine. Coaching, that's fine. This is not a top five defense today. It's, and, and the offense, I can't even – Sure, start. like, Big that, ben that, looks, that's, just, that's just, like, statistically incorrect. Okay, but I the eye test has to count for something. Okay. They're losing so, to the so, Bengals. So let me, let me They're losing to Washington. I, I feel I feel mute right now. I Go ahead. So you have the floor. Me, just let don't say speak. anything good okay. about Big Ben because he looks like he's aged thirty years overnight. You got, you guys know that I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Are you? And and <laughs> <laughs> and with that obviously comes a little bit of bias. But let me let me just take a step back and tell you how I'm actually feeling because for once there's a few things that I'm going to agree with. Of course, when I watch this team right now. Um, inevitably big ben looks horrible the first half was a joke and i understand that Um, i'm ready to draft mac jones in the second round and just move on and send him to the hall of fame as a first ballot hall of famer um the play calling is abysmal so randy fickner and crew hasn't been doing a good job at all um and tomlin hasn't been controlling the game well he never has I, i hate tomlin um and you're right, like the receiving corps and, and, and the dancing is, is, just, is a joke as well. I mean, again, I played sports growing up. Any, any little thing that the opposing team did before the game that pissed us off just gave us that much more juice, and it added a lot of value to, to our performance. So those three things I totally agree on. Where I get really frustrated is the overreactions and the hot, like you feel, are you calling coward? Like, like they're the worst, they're the worst, I they're going to get blown coward. out. Like. You d- you guys did the same thing about Tom Brady. He had one bad game, and all of a sudden he's done. Hang up the sheets. Or no, it's like totally give me a break. G- give me totally a, give me a break. This team is has lost three games. It's been bad. They lost to the Bengals, and I know it's a code red. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Indy by twenty. And let me tell you why. This team consistently plays down to their level. <laughs> they're like they're under five hundred uh, against against. I don't get teams. it. They're I under, don't understand. So I just, under you know what drives me crazy? Teams? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know what speak? drives me crazy? I can't let you speak because you tell me you you admit you agree with me. The quarterback sucks. The receivers suck. The coaching sucks. But then you turn around and tell me they're gonna they could beat Indy by twenty. How how do you defend that? The the reason why is because I I don't genuinely believe that this is a trend that's gonna last. Like I I think it's been bad. I think it's been bad. But why all of a sudden that they lose two games that uh, they can't win a playoff game? Like this team. Has an unbelievable defense, unbelievable defense, above defense average, win, defense, above average defense, defense wins championships. And if Ben can figure it out, which he has many times, he's bounced back a lot of times. If the receivers stop drop, they they lead the league in drops by eight drops in the league. Uh, if, if you, I know. If you have a playoff game and, and and you eliminate that in the next three weeks, that's another two possessions on on the field. Okay, so the trend is looking. I'm going to take the Colts this week. You'll take the Steelers, I'm sure. I'm yeah. going to take the Browns next week. You're going to take the Steelers, and then week one of the playoffs, I'll take who they're playing. You'll let take me the Steelers, let me just let me just we'll check our records. Let me just read. Do you want to check the records? No, we'll check our Steelers records because I'm okay. I'm two and zero and you're zero and two. In, in the last Steelers two weeks, on, you've taken Steelers last two. All weeks. I see is the overall record. But anyways, um, the the truth of the matter is, am I admitting that 
this this team is is in the dumps? No. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender right now? Undoubtedly, like, no, they've taken a step back. But the overreactions are just crazy. It's like, the, again, I, I have to go back to the Brady thing. If you're listening to this, go listen to episode three or four. These two hooligans just absolutely torched Tom Brady. And I, this guy is literally the greatest quarterback of all time. And no one debated that. No one debated that he's not the best quarterback of all time. Well, you said it was Mahomes. Okay, well, like, obviously I'm, like, a little exaggerated, <laughs> but, like, we know Brady's a great quarterback, and who knows what ha- what can happen in the first playoff game. I don't want to run into Brady, but like, he obviously doesn't look the same. Well, I mean, look, look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put this one to bed here. Um, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how it plays out. We're here every week. I'm excited for next week. I really hope Steelers get pummeled because look, not all losses are cr- treated equally. And I understand, like you're saying, it's an over exaggeration three games, but it's three like. Um, we're Agreed. talking disasters. This is my mindset as a fan. Take it or leave it. We've clinched a playoff spot. <laughs> Thank God. We, have, we haven't been to the playoffs in the past two years. We clinched a playoff spot. We're, we're likely to have a home playoff game. We uh, might be going on the road. If, it's if 50-50 we lose. at this point. Well, th- this if they game, lose this week, it's 50-50, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to beat the Browns. Yeah. You gotta win one of the ne- if you win one of the next two games, you're, 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 you have a home playoff game okay. against a team. You'll, you'll probably be favored. And... Whoever shows up to play is going to win that game. Like it's 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 not out of the picture for me right now that we can still make it to the AFC Championship game, and that's not me being biased at all. It's like you have a home playoff game. You, Do if you? your defense come, look, you could, yeah, you could, yeah. I you think could. if the Steelers right lose now, this like week, sixty five percent chance. You have no, yeah, they game. could. If the Steelers lose one. this week and the Browns blow out the Jets, they might be favorites. I have a, I have a quick stat that I want to share as we tie a bow on this topic. But last three games, I just want to put it in perspective for everybody. The Jets are one and two. 18 points per game, 122 rushing yards per game, 42% on third down. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who we never thought would be in the same sentence as that team, the last three games, 0-3, 16 points per game, 51 yards per game on the ground, 26% on third down. That's just where it's at right now. So it's obviously not looking good. But again, let's tie a bow on this. We'll see how they play this week against Indianapolis. And I want to talk about what was the most entertaining game of the week, I think, was Eagles-Cardinals. Points, points, points. Rafa had the over the rainbow yeah, there. I loved it. Spot on. I'm obsessed with Jalen Hurts. I am buying in. I'm slowly buying in. I'm watching it, and I'm like, Lincoln Riley's the luckiest guy in the world. He's like <laughs> the quarterback. Uh, he's the co- uh, coach of Oklahoma Sooners, and he had Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts in his last three years. Like, how lucky can you be? Such a great transformation to the, and, uh, the NFL. Obviously, he's a great coach, a great leader. Hurts, 340 yards. Three touchdowns, adding one on the ground. Kyler Murray looks healthy again. 400 yards, three touchdowns, adding another one on the ground. It's a big win for Arizona as they try to keep pace in the NFC playoff race with uh, Minnesota up their ass and the Bears looking good. I just have a couple questions coming out of this game. Have the Eagles found their franchise quarterback, which I'm going to say yes. How much longer does Aqib Tlaib last as an NFL commentator? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna get there. we'll get into that but that is just hilarious and what do you think of Carson's once post games comments he's said I want out of Philly yeah yeah so uh, I'll touch on all three because I, I agree with Jalen Hurts is unbelievable like and I loved him in Oklahoma um he, he looks great his stats were crazy three 380 yards uh four touchdowns total three three passing one rushing as you mentioned um so I, I think this is their guy for the foreseeable future. I d- Wentz wants out of Philly. When should get out of football? <laughs> because I don't I don't know if this guy's gonna get a job. He'll probably get like a Foles like job. He'll sign a bullshit contract mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, and 
tear his knee and never play again like like break Blake Bortles like him and Bortles will be working at a Cinnabon in Oklahoma yeah. <laughs> in three years sorry I just want to just take a break here Rafa just took a break just to just see what's going on. we're in a new studio by the way yeah we we're we're at an a, a unknown location no fuck it shout, <laughs> out. We're in, shout, shout out shout out Kiva's bakery wow. so pretty much what we were wow. doing was he just told the Kiva's waitress to shut the fuck up because he's making <laughs> way too much noise so we're back here and Corey go on I lost my. What is, what is he making? You're there? saying, I have no idea. I think, I think it's tuna day. Tuna He's making. Yeah, it's, no, it's tuna day. Like the, the actual tuna. <laughs> He's making way too much noise. Okay, it so re- look, it reeks in but it. I just want to give a glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a glimpse. If you hear any like play, plate smashing or anything, that's yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. It's a yeah, new yeah. location. We got we got people in the background. So Honestly, just after last week, we just got so much positive feedback about the unknown. Yeah, background unknown, noise. Unknown background <laughs> noise. So everything needs to be called out. Right. But I just um, want to jump back in for a second. I heard us talking about Wentz. Um, uh, I'll yeah. go on record here. I don't know if you talked about it. I'm sorry, I missed the last like 30 seconds. We just thought what what was about. Wen's comments. He said he wants out of Philly. Yeah, he's going. He's leaving Philly. He's going to Indy. He'll be their starting quarterback. They're going to take his contract happily. Wentz, Reich, back. What together. about Denver? I I think I think it's Indy. I I don't see any. I, it's the perfect fit for me. But what do you think personally, like from a franchise quarterback perspective, what you try to represent for Philadelphia? You think he could have waited three weeks until the season's over to say that? I just think I just drawing think, attention. I think what happened here is that he he knows his job is gone. I think he might know that now, and I think secretly he wants he wants to go to Indy. I think it's what he wants. Um, look, like from every aspect, I think Jalen Hurts just makes sense in Philly. I think the team is it just got sour for Wentz there. I I know you hate Wentz, Corey, and like I I've always been a supporter of Wentz. I think if he goes to Indy, solid weapons, couple young running backs now, solid defense, great coaching. I think he fits in there perfectly. And I think Jalen Hurts stays in Philly, and I think they're, I think it's kind of a, a mutual departure. I guess it's not going to be as happy as I want it to be. But, look, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work well for both guys. He won't be a starter in the next he, three he years. Is. No, he is. Um, he is. I really think he and, is. And I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to stay on my hot take, and Lamar Jackson is going to be joining him in five years. Yeah, I hate Lamar Jackson, but um, I, I really think Wentz has – he has the measurables – he has, what, we, and we've what, seen him what, do it. What does he have? Like, what does he We have? saw him do it. He was the MVP if he didn't get hurt. He was an MVP. He, he was, was having crazy MVP. numbers, Carson man. Wentz? Yeah. When they won the Super Bowl, he, he, was a, he was an MVP. He was the MVP until he got hurt. But if the MVP of this game was Akeem Tlaib. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, is, it is actually. Just, just wait on it because we're. we're I just want to say one we're thing. Gonna, we're going to get into it for morning tilt. I mean, for the mad tilts, but it is like. Football by itself is entertaining, and, like, I love sitting down and watching football, but I felt like I was watching, like, football, like, with a mixture of stand-up and a mixture of, like, <laughs> world star. Like, yeah, it, was it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Then there's ha- the, the Twitter. I have to talk, talk about the, the tweet. Twitter. Talk about the, okay, the so tweet, we're, sitting, yeah. we're sitting on the couch, and Craig just explodes of laughter. Like, Crayfish is, like, on the floor rolling around. And I'm like, bro, like, wh- what's going on? He, goes, he shows me the tweet. It's this random account. It has, like, 10 likes. It says... Is it just me, or is it that every time Akib Talib says Kyler Murray, all I hear is calamari? <laughs> and I actually, it's all I could hear the rest of the game. Like, it was oh, yeah, all I could g- hear. You got to get the ball to calamari. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was so crazy. I couldn't unhear it. It was like, oh it was God. so funny. Bro, oh I love Akib Talib. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Yeah. later because bro. we have so much to say, but before we jump into Mad Tilt, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm dying. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, let's just quickly touch on that Bucks Falcons game because it was unbelievable. Um, yeah. Just like, it, I mean, there's two storylines here, right? First of all, line closed at Bucks minus six. Total was 49 and a half. 
again, two major storylines, and only one is really worth talking about. So the, the Falcons blew a lead. We get it again and again, 17 points. To who else? Tom Brady, 7-0 and against Falcons, whatever. Yeah. That, that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Okay? The other story to me is just how inconsistent this Bucks team is and how flat they look at times and how explosive they look at times. And heading into the playoffs, we just talked about Pittsburgh and whoever shows up, whatever. I think the Bucks are in this same category. In the first half, I don't know if you guys watched this, they literally could not move the ball. Like, they couldn't move the ball. Their defense couldn't make a stop. We were watching a Jets-type, Bengals-type, Jags-type team, okay? Then Tom comes out and just his second half, like, he was possessed at halftime. He ended up with 390 yards, two, tu- two touchdowns, no turnovers. Antonio Brown is back, baby. Seven targets, five receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. So I just want to ask you guys, like, the offense looks better. The defense looked like they really couldn't make a stop. What team are we seeing heading into critical weeks? So this is, and I, I, I love the saying. I think I used it last week, and I, I so I'm going to use it again. I hate to beat a dead horse here, but I, you talked about me and Crayfish's criticism of Tom Brady. Like this is the criticism, it's, and you just kind of put it on a platter. It's, it's inconsistency that we never saw from Brady five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago. It was, it was utter dominance at all times. He just looks shaky. It's not. A, I'm not knocking Brady. It's just clearly he's getting older. And this is all I was. This is all me and Craig were saying. It's it's not. It's not. I'm not knocking Brady as a person. I'm knocking him. He's getting older, and he's not as consistent anymore. I th- I, I don't think Tampa has a Super Bowl right now. I re- I just think there are too many better teams in the in the NFC and the AFC. I I I don't see it. I think they're gonna. Yeah, they'll win a playoff game. I'm sure. It looks like they might have to play an NFC East winner, mm-hmm. which is basically a freebie for Brady. Mm-hmm. I think after that it gets tough on the road. Yeah, yeah. The the concern like fair fair. Um, the concern for me was the defense, actually. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan threw for over 350 yards. He um, torches teams. It's he, crazy. Yeah. He just torches. He just throws up crazy only Matt numbers. Ryan fan, I think. He puts up nuts numbers, but he, they just lose. He has the funniest hard count I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh, my God. It's so he exaggerated. Throws his hands up like he's on TikTok. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I think they. that's the problem exactly. You pinned it um, to a pin. Is their identity? You don't know what you're going to be getting. Like it feels like there's like a collusion or not a collusion, like a disconnect in the locker room. I feel like Arians wants one thing and Brady wants another, and he knows that the other is going to win, like the latter, what he wants yeah. to do because Arians just wants to throw it, and they have all the weapons to do it, but he wants to run the ball, play action pass with Gronk and Brown and Evans, and I think there's just a disconnect there. That's my take. Yeah, w- we'll see. Uh, two weeks left, and it's going to be unbelievable, uh, totally unbelievable. It's going to be exciting, um, and we can't wait to to break it down, but. It's time for your favorite time of the week. Let's um, go. We've gotten incredible feedback, and this segment is here to stay. It's time for Mad Tilts. Crayfish. Oh, shit. I literally just bumped my head on the <laughs> mic. <laughs> also, I have to mention, Crayfish, you are wa- rocking one of the most gorgeous vintage Buffalo Sabres sweaters. I don't take it off. Where did... I don't take it off. I, I, I know Shout out know. Vintage Twin. Maybe that's what reeks. Cost you an <laughs> arm to get it, but... But honestly, like, it's stunning. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Mad tilt. Um, again, for new listeners, it requires each of us to come up with a statement regarding a play performance decision, and we go round table finishing the sentence. So, Cree Rob, we'll start with you because we just talked about Akib Talib, and we're going to get into it right now. Tell me. So, just like Crayfish and Raph, I turned on the Cardinals Eagles game expecting to watch just a beautiful offensive battle between two up and coming running quarterbacks, and instead I got a comedy show. Uh, I watched Akib Talib be the lead commentator in this game. Um, he couldn't pronounce words correctly. <laughs> he barely speaks English. <laughs> 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 he 
couldn't pronounce like any player on the team. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was pathetic. So, um, Akib Talib was the most underqualified employee since. I'm gonna. G- <laughs> My sister's not listening, so I'm, I'm more than happy to go in on her on this one. So I have a sister. She's 21 now. And um, my family owns a restaurant here in Toronto. And at the age of 11, she was forced to serve tables at this restaurant. So let me, let me paint the picture. We have an 11-year-old female who has never even thought about like, anything employment-related, money-related, like responsibility-related. And she strolls in. So, let, so this, this is basically how it goes. This is a standard, standard Saturday morning for me and my family. Sydney is set to start at 8 a.m. Normally, waiters start at 7, but Sydney strolls in at, she, she says 8 o'clock because she's not getting out of bed at 7. What are you crazy? I'm with my friends watching Mean Girls Friday night. So that's never happening, okay? <laughs> she strolls in. You know, she's not coming at 8, though. She's set to start at 8. She's strolling in at 9.15, 9.30. She strolls in, Starbucks in hand, sunglasses on, throws down her Starbucks. The, the restaurant's a madhouse, like an absolute madhouse, and she's just taking it easy doesn't care she's texting people are giving her orders she's texting she's making plans for the night her phone rings she answers it at the table with customers it's a disaster (laughs) it's a disaster and look like sydney she's right now fast forward look she's in university she's doing great she's gonna be a i'm so embarrassed i don't know what she's gonna be i think a a, a speech pathologist (laughs) wait so did you say she had a starbucks in hand glasses on when she was 11 years old 11 years old no this is the kind of person we're talking (laughs) about oh man this is this is this is like the stereotypical like starbucks sunglasses i'm 12 years old i came to this restaurant and got that kind of service i'd piss on your walls so like like similar to akib talib like sydney's gonna be a great speech pathologist i really hope that's what she's going for because if it's not i'm kind of embarrassed (laughs) but serving tables wasn't for her and i don't think at this point in his career that nfl commentating is for i think he should leave it to like joe buck troy aikman yeah they're pretty good al michaels (laughs) maybe not akib talib but look great career love you buddy i I actually enjoy listening so keep going that was amazing thank you i'm gonna stick with what's been successful on this pod just from reviews alone is the movie comparison so Akib Talib we now know is very underqualified for his job and so were Officer Slater and Officer Michaels in Superbad (laughs) because that was just a gong show Um, from what I know police officers are supposed to protect the public and prevent crime Um, so that was the complete opposite in Superbad and if you haven't seen Superbad, get the fuck off the podcast. Oh, baby. Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> Hopkins. <laughs> These two are one of the most, or if not the funniest movie duo of all time, doing like donuts in the parking lot with like 18-year-old kids, smoking like joints with them, shooting beer cans, like cock-blocking them at like high school parties. Not them. McLovin. McLovin, <laughs> specifically. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it like friendly if you haven't seen the movie. Um, but yeah, the scene that had me on the floor was, was the interrogation scene at, at the liquor store. <laughs> and like, I want to try to describe it to you because I can't, you just have to see, like see the movie. First of all, it's not friendly for the morning tilt podcast in terms of language. I'm just going to leave it there, but check it out. It's, it's fucking hilarious. And I think they are as underqualified as Akib Talib in an NFL commentary booth. So Corey, I'm going to shoot it over to you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, my, my brain is, I'm about to go off here because. When I think of Akeem uh, Talib's performance and underqualified employees, um, this is this is the most underqualified performance I've seen since my last trip to Mexico three years ago, and the lead team of employees who run the notorious doom buggying excursion <laughs> on the on the island. Let me okay, for everybody who hasn't been 
to Mexico on an all-inclusive resort, first of all, the sales pitch that you're going to get all over this resort is something like I've never seen. I never know what these people are selling to me. The guy who checks my luggage in is the same guy that's upselling me for seashell necklaces, <laughs> sea doing, and parasailing. This guy does everything. He's also the, my maid. He's cleaning everything. And then that night, I take my boys to Coco Bongo, and all of a sudden, he's dressed as Bruno Mars doing a full <laughs> choreographed dance in 24K Magic. <laughs> it's the same guy. I, it's unbelievable. And then I get upsold to go to one of these excursions. Me and my buddies, we go and we do the doom bugging, and I have never seen such an unqualified group of people. Let me just, let me just frame it like this, okay? I was getting into the cart. And there was a nine-year-old kid pouring gas out of a Coca-Cola bottle with a dart hanging out of the side of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> he was the engineer on the machine that I was about to operate. Oh, Do you man. know how unsafe I felt? I said a death wish before I actually got behind the wheel. It was just terrible. And I haven't seen somebody more underqualified than that when I was watching that cards game. It, was just, it just reminded me of that kid, but... That was really Lord good. have mercy. Nobody nobody do those excursions. It's a death wish. Jesus. That was great. That was really good. I'm going to go back to what we were talking about earlier and, and Tiger and Charlie Woods. I know we've been sticking with the NFL for the mad tilts, but this just has to be talked about more because it was, it was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. So <laughs> let me just say this. Charlie Woods 11 years old. And like I'm sure a lot of us listening at 11 years old were doing a lot of things that weren't having four-foot eagle putts. So what I'm going to say is Charlie Woods at 11 years old looks like he could win about 14 green jackets. So at 11 years old, you were doing blank. Rafa? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. So just really quick, like, update on my last Mad Tilt. I, I feel like such an idiot. 11 years old? Like, what? there's no way Sydney was 11 years old. She was realistically, like, 15. So, like, don't pa- – because now I'm thinking of, like, what you look like at 11. And, like, so tell me, <laughs> what, what, what were you doing? Okay, so let's go old. what I was doing. So I was – and I remember it like it was yesterday because I used to practice every night. Um, I've mentioned before on the podcast, I, I, you know, I was bullied a little bit as a kid. <laughs> um, so I would spend my nights um, with a, I'd usually, you know, like when you put like those markers, you can attach them together and make them longer. I yeah, would do yeah. like three, I put like three markers together and I would sit in my room and practice the Avada Kedavra spell from Harry Potter. <laughs> it's the killing spell. And I would like picture, envision like the people who would bully me and I'd go, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> and I would just, I'd like, I'd just practice on and on and on in my room. Like that one day I'm going to do it and it's just going to shoot out of my markers and it's going to like go through the wall. Charlie Woods would dominate you. <laughs> Charlie Woods is hitting 200 yard five like five woods and i was practicing the killing spell in my room because like a bully called me fat one day at school it, i cannot believe this kid is so impressive yeah this kid is so impressive see i i that was that was incredible i mean i i laugh but i wasn't <laughs> doing anything better um you know i look at charlie woods and the domination he has like i'm spending my saturdays watching an 11 year old play do you know how embarrassing that is it's let bad. alone thinking about what i was doing at 11 but yeah, like you mentioned, um, you know, when I was 11 years old, I was memorizing the song My Band by D12 in my basement for three weeks before the Wilshire School Talent Show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm serious about this. Like, I remember I had a span when I was 11. I'd come home every single day and I would pull up my lime wire and I would analyze each and every lyric so I didn't look like a complete tool in front of the girl that I had a crush on. And this guy's making 500K with his <laughs> with his with his dad chipping shots out of the bunker. Oh, my God. I was trying to figure out what tights I was wearing for the show. (laughs) Speaking of being overweight, the funniest line from that song is he's like, big-ass stomach, bitches think I'm cute. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so what kind of stage? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, bad. Thank God I didn't take part in any of those talent shows. I would have been a disaster. But uh, wasn't even disa- like bigger disaster is when I was 11. I was just a complete fucktard. Like I would do anything. Like I would do all the gross shit. I'd do like whatever came to mind with my friends. So there's this one place called Dufferin Clark Community Center. I-, I think the pool's shut down because of all the diseases it has now. But we used to go there and just be complete lunatics. We'd, we'd get in there. We'd shower before we get in because we all have, like, SARS on our body. <laughs> we'd get into the pool, and we just pee everywhere. <laughs> like, we just piss our fucking pants off. Like, we're pulling down our pants in the hot tub and just pissing in the tub. We're, like, pissing in the pool. <laughs> and, and that's what I was doing at 11. Like, this guy's sh- – I, I said it before. Like, he had a 175-yard shot with a 5-wood at 11. I'm 25. I don't even think I can shoot my five with 175 yards, four foot to eagle. And I was in the hot tub, like pissing on the person beside <laughs> me. So just a complete <laughs> like opposite side of the spectrum. I'm embarrassed to say it, but that's pretty much what I was at 11 years old. I have to mention one more thing, Crayfish, because you just gave me an idea. What? Um, when I think of Charlie, like there's no way he's doing this, but um, for all of our listeners who played professional, not professional, God have mercy, minor league sports. Um, we used to go on all these like road tournaments, like away tournaments, and we used to stop off at restaurants all the time. And I vividly remember when we were about 10, 11 years old, we had a mission to go into the rest uh, to the restaurant's bathroom and just absolutely <laughs> destroy it. Like a Tasmanian devil came through, like soap everywhere on the mirror, toilet paper. Like everywhere. Sorry in advance. The one Bro. kid would go take a shit. You'd put like unlimited salt and pepper in his water. <laughs> Bro, that's <laughs> You know, like, you'd be playing penny hockey. Penny would fall into, like, some jam on the floor. You'd scuff it up, put it on a guy's face. Just, like, you were just torturous, like, in that restaurant. You were just, like, a complete devil, man. Bro, I'm 25. I do that to every bathroom I go into (laughs) when I'm drunk on a Saturday night. Oh, you're I'm a like, disaster. I'm literally pissing on the ceiling. Yeah, when you go out, I'm waiting for the Snapchat. I'm just absolutely rinsing the bathroom at, like, some club. But, yeah, oh, that, that's, that's hilarious. Okay. But, yeah. That takes us to me. So, my question is, um, Juju Smith-Schuster is clearly immature. Like, it's it's blatantly obvious. He's dancing on, on every logo in the city. It's a disaster. But I have to give him credit. He's talented. Because I watch it. He's good. Like, he's Addison Ray level good. He kn- he's got the moves. So, look, what other job, sports or not, do you think Juju would thrive at? Like, what is he also more, like, almost more qualified to do? So I could, you guys could take this one, and I'll, I'll go last. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll start because I love Juju on the field. I, I hate him off the field because I, I don't support this dancing. But um, there is one job that stood out to me where Juju would thrive. Um, for those of you guys who, who don't really know, um, all of these professional sporting organizations, such as something like MLSC in Toronto um, or you know any, any organization, they hire a shit ton of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A lot of the ones that you see are the front felt, you know, camera guys, the, 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 co- the starting quarterback, the point guard, the coach, the <coughs> assistant. But there are so many employees of the organization that aren't mentioned. And I want to talk about one where Juju would absolutely shine. And it's that guy who every single team hires to plant in the stands for the third period Jumbotron get up and dance segment for all the fans. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a regular guy. Yeah. He's eating popcorn on his phone playing brick breaker i don't know <laughs> and all of a sudden living on a prayer by john by bon jovi comes on <laughs> and they get him he gets the roots button tearaways flies into the sky twists them around like a terrible towel and he like he's just amazing. amazing and i could just see juju being planted in like the third bowl of an arena and being bon jovi that'd be amazing i'd i'd, <laughs> I'd tune in yeah with his stupid tiktok dance i would tune in 
I'm like the most like hated. I hate Juju Smith-Schuster. On the field, off the field, I absolutely despise him. He could like he's just so hateable. Like you're really just such hateable. like a, like a, like grow up, man. Like you're a professional football player. So I didn't like put much thought into this because I just absolutely despise despise him. I said earlier he needs to get out of Pittsburgh to change up his career. He needs to totally rebrand as a player, as an individual, and like. I think a job he could be good at, maybe, like, work at a Sparrow Pizza in, like, some rural <laughs> Montana town. Like, just something, just get off the face of the earth, stop drawing so much atten- attention to yourself, and just be a human being and a grown-up, and, like, be a good receiver in the NFL for once. I fucking hate Juju. Just tilts me. Yeah. Um, All right, settle he's, down. He's tough. He's tough to like. Um, this one was easy for me, and it kind of goes with Corey's uh, whole resort conversation. I have n- I've been to, I want to say, like, six or seven resorts in the last 10, 15 years. I try to go once a year. Cause it's a good time. I've never been to a resort where on like Wednesday night at seven thirty, the entire resort doesn't come to like the stage, and they have like a Michael Jackson impersonator do like a two-hour set of all his greatest hits. I think Juju would kill it, like moonwalking back and forth, like Billy Jeans. Like I, c- I could see him like going off. So I, I think you give him the red leather jacket with the zippers. You give him a wig, some shades. I think he, I think he kills it. And another funny one that you just – I just thought of this now when you were talking about sporting events. You know, like, the, the hype squad at the sporting events? Yeah, you yeah. kill that. Yeah. Like, like your team is down, like, 35 to 3 in the fourth quarter. And, Juju, and like, it's a, it's a commercial break, and Juju's just like, Corvette, Corvette. Like, on the, <laughs> in, like, the middle of the field, like, hyping everyone up. I could totally see that. I just, like, in my head, it combined both mine and yours. Where, yeah. like, you're sitting in the stands watching Juju do Michael Jackson, and you get a tap on the shoulder, and you just hear, Better sailing. See you, fishing. Coco Bongo. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Amazing. I love this segment. It's amazing. So that, that, that's segment. Mad Tilts. And um, yeah, it's going to keep coming back because uh, I'm, I'm crying a laughter. But it's now time for uh, one of the most uh, highly touted segments of the podcast. Somewhere over the rainbow. One smash over from each crayfish, Rafa and Rob. It's been getting better over the weeks. Let's hit it. Uh, I mean, look, we don't bet unders. It's way too early, even though I think we bet an under this week. But I bet one last week it hit. I have yeah, another one this yeah. week. We only we only bet them <laughs> if they hit. We don't bet them if they miss. Life's too short to bet the end. Way too short, as Big Cat says. Shout yeah. out Big Cat. Shout buying out. us next week. Like, shout out Big like Cat. Buying us, like, soon. Like, Big Cat. Barstool. <laughs> like, like, the <laughs> biggest cat. Like, please listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Tom's listening, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Giselle. So um, uh, I could start on this one. And look, uh, we do so much. I do so much singing on this podcast. Like, feedback dependent. I might go American Idol. If we get good feedback on this, I'm 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 applying. But uh, look, my over this week over 47 and a half Rams versus Seahawks. This game is so important for both teams. The Rams just got absolutely embarrassed by the New York Jets last week, and the Seahawks. They just I just I just want to see that Russell Wilson dominant like five touchdown just show the league like that you are one of the best quarterbacks in the league which i really believe you are i think 47 and a half i think this is going to be a shootout i think the rams have a lot like a lot to prove i think the rams are going to come out firing i think the seahawks are going to respond every time i think dk is going to go off i think the the rams receivers are going to go off um i'm not in love with the seahawks defense it's improved a bit the rams defense couldn't stop the jets last week which was embarrassing i think they're going to be trick plays in this game i think this is going to be a classic shootout I'll take the four and forty-seven and a half is generous. If this came out at fifty-one and a half, fifty-two, I would have taken it as well. So take the forty-seven and a half over Ramsey Hawks. Okay, so I'm just looking at my phone here. Mine is the Colts Steelers. It opened at forty-five. It's actually down to forty-four and a half now, which is even better. This is an absolute bargain. Again, going right back to the well with this Colts team from a must smash over. If it wasn't for Kiki Kuti last week, 
like hands down the worst name I've ever heard of fumbling on the one yard line <laughs> they would have gone over again and that would have been over in the last like what five of six games for the Colts team like I sound like a broken record every single week but this offense is just so efficient they averaged 34 points per game over the last six they got Rivers checking down to Naheem Hines Jonathan Taylor's finally finding his groove in the running game and finally T.Y. Hilton is like making his presence known so I think for Pittsburgh, this has to be, we talked about it earlier, this has to be their bounce back offensive spot. I thought it'd be last week with the Bengals, but clearly I was wrong. But they have to make adjustments here. Three primetime games in a row with absolute stinkers on the offensive side of the ball. They got to get Connor involved now that he's back in that running game. They have to start featuring Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. It's an absolute must. They're both matchup nightmares no matter how much I hate Juju. So with a low total of now 44.5, I like Rivers and Big Ben to put up some points. Give me the total. Give me the over total, 45 and a half. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And that's just not a lot of points for anything. It's not. It's just not a lot of points. Like, the, the total last week was 40, and it flew yeah. over. So, I uh, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Um, I'm actually going on the opposite uh, opposite realm. I'm going with a ton of points. I think it's the second highest total of the week. And I'm going to Kansas City Falcons. Um, and I'll tell you why. It's the number one and number four passing offense in the league, just going toe-to-toe. As we discussed before, Matt Ryan can sling the ball, and his offense has looked really, really good over the last few weeks. But really, the real matchup here is the Chiefs' top offense versus the 31st passing defense in the Falcons. I see Mahomes putting up at least 21 to 25 points in the first half. I don't see a world where the Falcons can stop this team because their secondary is just too banged up and way too shit, to be honest with you. Um, This is a pretty interesting stat that I read, and I, I mentioned this last week, and it hit. The Chiefs are 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six. The spread this week is 10.5 points. This means that if Atlanta covers, they're going to have to put up at least 25 points because you just know Kansas City is going to go off. So with that mindset alone, I think this is going to be a shootout. Garbage time points for Matt Ryan. I can see this being a 35-28 game. Um, You know, Falcons maybe cover back door. Like, I, I love this over. It's a lot of points, but... Over 54 is a, is a great bargain. And <coughs> when you put them together, are, are, uh, somewhere of the rainbow ticket, over 54 Falcons Chiefs, over 47 Rams Seahawks, over 44.5 in Colts Steelers, plus nine, $595, $100 bucks pays uh, $595 profit. Hit it, baby. Hit it. Yeah. Love it. Over, okay. over, over. Overs are done with. Let's get into the picks. Just before we get into them, we're going to highlight our records. We went eight. I think eight, six, eight, and one last week. So a little under 50%, but still over uh, 50% on the season. We're 51, 46, and one. Cree Rob sitting at 19, 13, and one. Very nice. Rafa at 17 and 16, chilling. And I'm at 15 and 17. So just under the 500 mark, need to make some moves this week. So I'm going to start us off. Let, let me let me mention one thing, just yeah. because I actually read an article about this the other day. Um, these are the hardest weeks to pick spreads, and because Vegas has had 15 weeks to analyze their models and get it right. So at this point, sharps are actually not even that much better than 54% right now, because Vegas has really figured it out, and the public is just really struggling. So, you know, being over 50% right now is huge. Um, so let's try for that one more time, boys. Let's get it. I'm going five for five. <laughs> this week. I'm really going five for five so. this week. Do you have the Saints on this? Nope. 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 Okay, so I'm going to start with the Dolphins minus two and a half at Las Vegas. It seems like, and I hate to say it because I love John Gruden, but this team has fallen off a cliff. They started six and three now for the second year in a row and find themselves again for the second year in a row at seven and seven, losing. And of those five games, they're one and four against the spread for their last five. We know Derek Carr is hurt, so we get another shot at Marcus Mariota, and I think he's going to struggle 
against this Miami defense, especially this defensive front, who's just been a brick wall against the run. I think it's worth noting that Mariota's success last week was a result of the lack of film and preparation on the Chargers' side. They were fully expecting a full game at a car, so understandably, it caught them off guard. So I get an above-average Miami defense, probably a, a good defense, with a full week of prep for a new quarterback and a struggling Raiders team. Some stats to check out here. The Dolphins are an NFL best. 11-3 and three against the spread, 9-1 and one in their last 10, 4-1 in their last 5 road games. They're just absolute juggernauts ATS, and they dominate Vegas. Well, now Vegas used to be Oakland. 5-1 and one ATS in their last 6 meetings. So I like the Dolphins here. Could be a must-win situation, giving 2.5 points. Next up, I like the Rams. Now that it's plus 1.5, it was it was plus 2.5 short ago, probably a couple hours ago. This is just a bad matchup for Seattle. This Seattle offensive line has been so suspect. And the greatest strength of the Rams we know is Aaron Donald in that defensive line. Over the last couple weeks, we've seen Russell Wilson struggle against superior pass rushers, a loss to the Giants, and a weak performance against Washington. And similar to Arizona, Sean McVay seems to have Seattle's number, 5-1 and one straight up in their last five. And he brings Cam Akers in that run game into Seattle, which tends to open up the game for Goff. And we know he loves those bootlegs and play-action calls for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I like the Rams in this spot, which could very possibly, sorry, very possibly be the game that decides the NFC West. One trend that I love here after doing some studying, road divisional dogs. Road divisional dogs, when their line expresses movement in their favor, are 67% against wow. the spread. So again, road divisional dogs, wow. the Rams were m plus two and a half. The wow. line moved to one and a half in their favor I as a road that. divisional dog. 67% this year at ATS. So I love the Rams plus one. Holy cow. Last pick, under 47, another under here this week. <laughs> Square. <laughs> under 47 and a half, Browns Jets. After getting absolutely shredded by the Ravens rushing attack, the Browns defense bounced back last week, given it was a Colt McCoy-led Giants offense, but Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, all the studs came up big for that defense. This Jets team is averaging 13 points per game over their last four and I think this Browns defensive line feasts once again. <coughs> Darnold and the Jets have a weak offensive line. We've seen that over the course of the season. And what can also contribute to this under the 47.5 total is the Browns running game. Chubb and Hunt have been absolutely fantastic this year. Every time I watch them, it seems like they run for six, seven yards a carry. Bro. It's crazy. Chubb's absolutely one of the best running backs in the league. Oh, yeah. So with the dwindling, like the time dwindling down because of the run game and the Browns defensive line in a prime time spot here, I like the under 47.5. Let's go. I love it. I love um, Okay, so I'll just get right into it. I'm going to start with one of the biggest games of the weekend, uh, Titans versus the Packers. I'm going to take the Titans plus three and a half here. This is um, mostly a number play. Um, the reason I say that is because I think these are two of the top five teams in the NFL, and if I can get over, over a field goal for the underdog, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I love Tennessee. I love their offense. I love their coach. The defense is getting a little bit better, but that being said, they can keep up with anybody. Packers defense to me, I I'm all about eye test. I test their defense is good. It's nothing crazy. Their offense is where they really make their make all their moves, and I think Tennessee can keep up with them. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, uh, Corey Davis, and Tannehill looks like a stud. Um, I think this is a strict numbers play. I don't love it money line. Um, I, think, I think three and a half is really, really safe here. Um, I could see, again, I've said this in the past, but I think last possession in this game wins the game. So whether it's the Packers driving to win, whether it's the Titans driving to win, I think it becomes a field goal, a field goal to win it. Uh, so give me the Titans plus three and a half. My next pick is kind of a I'm, – I'm looking at the bigger picture here, and I see the Eagles minus two versus the Cowboys. Um, this Jalen Hurts-led Eagles team is different. It's different. Um, who would have thought 
five weeks ago that the Eagles would have a fantasy startable quarterback. Crazy. It's unbelievable. Like, and to be a fantasy starter, it means you're, you're putting up yards, you're, putting, you're throwing touchdowns, you're running touchdowns. Um, I think the Eagles, they, they do. They have, a, they have a real path to make the playoffs and win this division. And that, that, that path is to win this week versus the Cowboys and to win next week against Washington, which will most likely be to get in. Alex Smith is not healthy. Dwayne Haskins is at strip clubs with no mask on. Um, I think this is a huge game for the Eagles under a field goal. I think they're going to stomp this Cowboys team who really has nothing to play for other than Jerry Jones clapping in the in the booth. Well, the Cowboys have a better record than the Eagles. I know, but they're just so not they, good enough. They're, they're not, not good, good enough. enough. Yeah, the motivation factor. They're not good there. enough, and the fact that the Eagles could beat the Cowboys in Washington and get in without Alex Smith, that's a, that that's the path I'll I'll take that path over any other team's path. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're sweating a Teddy B win this week in Washington. McCaffrey might be back, and if, yeah. if he can beat yeah, Washington, then – is he out? Yeah. yeah. Is that, okay, that must have happened three minutes ago. I think depending depending on quarterback for Washington, I think the Eagles get in. Um, I think the Eagles are going to get in, and it all starts this this game. So I think the Wayne has to should be cut. Yeah, he Stinks. they they find him forty grand, and then they stripped his captainship. How the hell did that guy get voted captain? <laughs> <laughs> he can't throw a football, and he spends his time at strip clubs. And he was the captain is of he, the. Is he really the captain? Of he that team? he was. Yeah, until, the, it was it's player job. voted. It's player voted. They voted him captain in the preseason, but that's gone. Another guy who just won't be a starting. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. So let's move on. Eagles minus two versus Cowboys. Take the points. Easy, easy, easy spread. Um, my second favorite pick of the week. Obviously, Corey's going to be against me on this one. I'll take the Colts minus one and a half. <laughs> I'm going to bet against the Steelers, like I promised, every single week this year and most likely going into next year if they don't make big changes. Um, the Colts <laughs> are just better at every single position. Every single position, I will take the Colts. So give me the Colts minus one and a half. Their players like to catch footballs, not drop them. They like to get first downs, not punt. They play really hard defense, and they're well coached. I'll take the Colts minus one and a half. I'll take the <laughs> I'll take the Browns next week, whatever the hell the spread is. But give me the Colts minus one and a half this week versus the Steelers. Corey, go ahead. All right, I love the Steelers this week. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just getting into it. Uh, I just want to reinforce uh, 19, 13, and 1. Um, versus Rafa. I don't know what what you are. Um yeah, I think it's a miracle you're over 500. But um anyways, yeah, I, I do like the Steelers this week. Plus one and a half. I'm obviously going to take the money line. Um look, it's been bad, and I know, but the Steelers get up and play well against good teams and notoriously play shit against teams like the Bengals. I know it's been over a span of about 10 to 12 years, but Pittsburgh are they're 15 and 1 straight up in their last 16 games when playing Indianapolis. And some teams just have other teams' numbers, and Indy is one of those teams for the black and gold. I genuinely just believe they're going to get up for this game. Ben's going to have a lot more time because I don't think DeForest Buckner's playing. So, you know, pass rush is going to be good. DeCastro's healthy. Pouncey's healthy. The line looks solid. And, you know, I, I'm praying that somebody in the backfield can can make a play on the run on the run side. Benny Snell, James Conner, if he plays, open up that, uh, that one-on-one for quick guys in the slot like Deontay, Juju, Chase. Um, I think this is the bounce back game for the Steelers, and they might prove me wrong, but Steelers plus one and a half for yeah, Cindy. Yeah, yeah. Great odds. The next pick, which is one of my favorites of the week, and I think we're going to hear more about this later, but the Cardinals minus four and a half versus the 49ers at home. Uh, the Niners are starting a fourth string quarterback in CJ Brethard, who had one gorgeous throw last week. But other than that, I mean, I can't see this guy putting up more than 21 points against a very improved uh, Cardinals defense. Um, Let's just call a spade a spade. Kyler's back. <laughs> he led, he you led love the that line, eh? Spade a spade. Spade a spade. <laughs> or he's back. No, spade a spade. No, it's spade a spade. <laughs> Let's just call it <laughs> Episode one to seven. Spade a spade. <laughs> Go I on. I'm going to focus. I, just took the I love it, though. I love it. It's just something I caught on yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, I just see you dying. I can't. Craig, I can't what was your funny one that you were saying? Like, I can't like have oh my god. Okay, so after like, we always like. <laughs> okay, so like it's either if we drive home or like we stand and like check the audio to see if we're like if we need to edit anything. Episode like one to four. <laughs> yeah. I think I said listen, listen. like eighty five times an episode. Yeah, like listen. The Steelers are eight and one against the Spurs. Like listen. Yeah, listen here. Like I just couldn't stop saying it, so I had to like pounded in my brain like i'm never saying this word again and i think i've been okay with it oh, so listen great. arizona is winning this game uh <laughs> the overs hit in this game five straight times and mainly because they've been averaging over 27 points in that stretch i don't see the niners being able to keep up and again put up more than three touchdowns um they're just so banged up and kyler really looked good last week 406 passing yards led the league um he, he's back and they're making a push for that final spot so take the cards minus four and a half speaking of making a push for that final spot Another one of my favorite picks of the week is the Bears, and I'm actually going to buy a point here. The spread right now is minus 7.5. I hate that spread across the board no matter what. Buy it down to 6.5 against the Jags. This Trubinsky-led offense has been unbelievable the last three games. Put up 33, 36, and 34 respectively, and now they get the dead last place passing defense in the NFL. I mean, I, I don't love the Bears in general, but they've been playing a lot better. Their defense looks good, and I just don't think Gardner Minshew, Minshew. can move the ball at all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I love the Bears. So Cardinals minus 4.5, Steelers plus 1.5, and Bears minus 6.5. Solid. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Here's the show. Lock ticket time. Um, this is our one pick. our one pick we each make, our favorite pick of the week. Um, it's a lock. We've been doing pretty well on our lock tickets recently. Pretty well, um, minus yeah, other than Pat's fucking Corey's Pittsburgh fucking Steelers. Yeah, so uh, the lock ticket's been pretty good overall. Um, so let's get right into it. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I need you guys <laughs> to all listen. <laughs> um, this is this is just this was the easiest pick of the week for me. Um, six and zero oh against the spread in their last six games. I took them on my lock, lock ticket last week. I wanted to take them the week before and was vetoed out because they were playing Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Buffalo minus seven against the Patriots. This is just so easy for me. Buffalo is rolling. Buffalo is rolling. They're killing teams. They've covered six of their last six against the spread. And the Patriots, Belichick is too smart to win this game. The season's over. They can't make the playoffs. It's time to think about next year. They're not, they have no – Belichick's going to try to lose this game. He's going to actively try to lose this game. By doing that, he's going to start Cam Newton, who actively tries to lose games week in, week out. So I'm going to take Buffalo minus seven. I don't think it's a slaughter fest, like I said last week against Denver, but I think this is a double-digit win for the Bills. Um, lock it in. It's, 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 it's done before it starts. It's just so hard to bet against them at this point. Like they're so good, six and zero. Oh. I, I can't there's, get that stat out of my head. The so fans good. when they came back to Buffalo oh, was yeah. actually a little, I had a little bit of a tear. Like it just, it's crazy. It's been what twenty years. A tear it's for like joy or a tear for the amount of COVID cases. Like well, both. It, yeah. it, I mean, it was. Just or did terrible, you just see like the Steelers' future like burning and crashing? Yeah. Come like, <laughs> February. I mean January. I mean, I'm, uh, to February. I'm just uh, honestly, it's a sports moment. Like I'm just always happy for. Yeah, it, awesome. is a, it is a for sports a fan moment. base who struggles. Like like when the Cubs won that World Series. I was like a mess. It was awesome. It was really cool to see. Yeah. I'm going to um, reiterate Corey's pick, one of his picks on his um, slate. My lock this week is Cardinals minus – you got it at four and a half? Okay, so I'm going to go with four and a half as well. I had four earlier, so I guess there's money on Arizona. But uh, from a 49ers perspective, again, just ridiculed with injuries. We saw Nick Mullins leave the game last week to be replaced by C.J. Beathard, who absolutely sucks at football. Expected to make the start this week. I think that's an obvious downgrade. I also think that other than the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, this Debo Samuel loss is so under the radar. He is the main focal point of this offense. When he's healthy, 
This guy, I think the entire offense runs through him. He either bubble screens, wide out screens, lining up as a running back. He's a major, major piece of their offense's efficiency. And on defense, I have to be honest here. Like, there's a lot of coaches getting fired in the NFL these days. And when I hear hype about Rob Sala, great, you provide energy on the sidelines. Your defense sucks balls. <laughs> like, what is? I don't get the head coach candidacy I, for him either. A like, little, a little. I, I'm not saying he should be a head coach, but the the injuries are a disaster. They yeah, but now you get to injuries. see what his actual schemes no, yeah, are, yeah, and he gets lit true. up. It's like, true. yeah, you made a Super Bowl with Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and DeForest Buckner as your defensive line. Yeah. Great. I could have a headset on yeah. and do that, too. You're right. But he, his defense, <laughs> like, they've up 40 in back-to-back games, one of those being to Dalton and the Cowboys. Like, what an absolute joke. Flipping to Arizona, I think Kyler is healthy again, like Corey said. His connection with Hopkins seems to be back and better than ever. And they've been running the football effectively with Drake and Edmonds. I like that one-two punch. So I like where their offense is at at this point in the season. And their defensive unit has been proving as well. After a bump in the road throughout, I don't know, week 8 to 12, 9 to 12, their defense has picked up evidently against the Giants and Eagles, combining for 14 sacks in those two games, which is just unheard of. I think that continues against this uh, Beathard this week since he's immobile and can't really throw a football. It's a must-win to keep pace in the NFC playoff race, especially with the matchup against the Rams next week. They got the Bears sneaking up there. They got Tampa with a winnable game against the Lions. I don't know if Minnesota's dead yet, but they're up there as well. 49ers 1 and 6 against the spread in their last 7, 0 5 and 1 in their last 6 against Arizona. So give me the Cardinals minus 4 as my lock. That's not missing. That's hitting. No, that's that. Sure. This is our bet. I think this is the most confident I am going into a, a lock ticket so far yeah. since we started the pod. And and let me let me uh, wrap it up here cuz I'm very confident in this pick as well. And my god, I hate this coach and this team has broken so many hearts, but I'm going with the L.A. Chargers minus three at home against the Denver Broncos. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this is the Herbert game to, to solidify his rookie of the year chase. Uh, J.J., Justin Jefferson in Minnesota has been amazing. And Herbert knows that if he comes up to play tonight uh, in this game, uh, he, he's going to win the rookie of the year. Uh, he's been fifth overall passing in, in the league. And the offense has been dominant against a 28th ranked defense. And speaking of 28th, that's also how their offense ranks. Drew Locke cannot move the ball. Um, and I just think that the Chargers are going to be an overall better team on, on both sides of the ball. And I'll tell you why in a second about the defense. But listen to this stat. Chargers are number one in the league in offensive plays run per game. And I think this is going to tire out a defense that's really, really banged up right now and give Herbert a lot of plays and opportunities to convert on third downs, get in the red zone, and just operate like he's typically done. A um, couple things to note on the Denver side. Um, A.J. Boy is out. Bradley Chubb is questionable. Injured last game, might not play. Lindsey, questionable, likely not going to play. These are big names and big starters that have helped them move the ball and and be great on defense. And if these guys don't play, just another opportunity for Herbert to dominate. Um, I think this is a big win for them at home. So wrapping up the the lock ticket, we have Chargers minus three, Buffalo Bills minus seven, and Arizona Cardinals minus four and a half. Max quoted. Most confident he's ever been, oh, yeah. and, and he made about six hundred bucks on the lock ticket two weeks ago. So, yep. um, lock that in. It's plus five eighty three hundred dollars pays a profit of five hundred and eighty three dollars. That's the lock ticket for the X Max episode. Monano, Monano. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals! Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Insta. Follow us on TikTok at the Morning Tilt. It's been an unbelievable episode, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.